Welcome, everyone. My name is Julie Hasselberger, and this is the Adapted Life Podcast. I created this podcast because there are many of us who face extreme challenges from adversity that has come completely out of the blue. It's altered the life we envision for our future. For me, it was when my son was diagnosed with a rare condition that resulted in brain deformities. He is now severely disabled and medically fragile. So I'm here to bring encouragement, support, community, and tools for helping other people navigate the difficulties of unforeseen adversity. This podcast is a journey into how to adapt. How do we build resiliency and create a wonderful, purposeful life despite the difficulties? We learn skills. We open our hearts to receiving what we need, not only to survive, but to build a life that we never imagined when we were first dealt with the hard blow of adversity. So thank you so much for being here with me. This is the beginning of a wonderful experiment in being vulnerable for me. This is my wonderful and crazy adapted life. I hope we can share this journey together. The Adapted Life Podcast, Episode 5, Season 1. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Adapted Life Podcast. This is Julie Hasselberger. I just wanted to welcome you to this journey of Uh, just dealing with how I've overcome severe adversity to create the life that I'm currently in and currently experiencing. So as I've talked about before, I am a mom of a very uh, severely disabled and medically fragile son. He is now 23 years old. He has a deformed brain. He has a condition caused uh, by the cytomegalovirus, which I must have had when I was pregnant and it attacked the formation of his brain and it created something called polymicrogyria. And in a sense, it basically caused his brain to be about 80%, um, about 80% deformed. And that manifested into severe developmental delays and feeding issues, stomach issues, breathing problems, cognitive problems. He doesn't speak. He doesn't walk. He's in a wheelchair. He has seizures and he's pretty fragile from an immune immuno standpoint, but he's, he's pretty incredible. So I was talking a lot, you know, about the early years. And one of the things I wanted to touch on in this episode was the need for support for special needs families, especially in the early days. So backing up to when Daniel was little, uh, you know, it, it was hard because normal normal family functions and friends, you know, external functions would always be challenging for us because Daniel's severe issues, you know, we had to make sure that A, you know, he would be okay there, that there would be a place for me to change him, that it was wheelchair accessible and that kind of thing. And over time, as he got bigger, it just became more challenging because most places don't, you know, for us, Dale is the the centrifugal point of our family. But when you get invited to, you know, a family reunion, Christmas party, two hours away in Boston, you know, it's, it's not about him. So it's always been, you know, with family, it was up to us to make sure he was okay. And it, it just became more challenging. His issues became more challenging. 
So we, we really started kind of staying home and just creating our own type of celebrations and just basically saying to family, well, you know, please come and join us here, but it's just easier and safer for Daniel. So it, it, it's kind of hard, you know, things kind of are different for families dealing with this. So over the years, especially when the kids were little and I was going through all kinds of depression and, and problems, somebody advised me to make sure I was reaching out to different community resources. So I found a couple of support groups, you know, and we started going. One of them was called the Win-Win Foundation and they, they don't exist anymore. They were, they were here locally, but it was just a, a, a big group of families that had children with disabilities, like so similar to Daniel's, different than his, but, but basically families that needed to have some support and like-mindedness and, and it was great for the siblings because they could see that they weren't the only ones who had this to deal with. So it was great. It was really great. I, and looking back, I, I met some amazing people who I'm still friends with now. And it, we had so many different activities that were great. We used to go ice skating and we would have picnics and we would have every season had a different holiday party or uh, or activity, Halloween, Christmas, you know, springtime, Easter egg hunts, that kind of thing. And more importantly, it was just the ability to sit, enjoy a meal, talk with other people, and people would share resources. And that that's where I really started to see the value. Somebody would say to me, well, you know what, then you should apply to this because we, we this is how we got this grant. And that kind of, just, just as an example, you don't always know everything when you're on your own. You don't have time to research everything. So there's power in numbers in these type of groups. And yeah, when we, we got a lot of help and, and I loved it. So there were other organizations that we found out about and applied to that were more specifically for just you know assisting the families. And financially we were struggling in this, most of the early days because I had to leave my job, which I talked about before, and had to leave the career. So, yeah, things like his VN. <laughs> there was an organization that helped us with van payments. There was another organization that helped us with our remodel. Uh, smaller things, bigger things, holiday gifts, uh, that kind of thing. But it was great when I started to realize I had people I could talk to that understood you know so support is very very important and i think that goes for all kinds of different situations right so no matter what your adversity is if you can find a group of people who you can talk to and who you don't feel uncomfortable with then it's so healing you know anyway uh, unfortunately some of those kids who who we knew back then are no longer with us. They've passed away and that unfortunately happens with kids who are so severely disabled. But our church was another way for us to get support and still is. We belong to a church that has a special needs ministry and we left our original church and actually you know, migrated over there 
because of that. We loved our first church here in town. It was a, um, a congregational church, but they were smaller and they didn't have the resources for taking care of um, the, the Christian education for somebody like my son. And over at the other church, they actually had a specific ministry where they would bring him into his own program with other special needs kids. And we could go to, you know, our own worship service and the kid, the other kids had their own programs. It was great. It was great. It's still great. It still exists. It's actually evolved and become even better. Now they have a group for young adults, which is huge because when these kids come out of school and here they stay in school until 21 in the special ed program. But once you leave school, kids like Daniel, they really lose their main social structure. That's where their exposure to other kids is. So it's been important for me to find ways to connect him socially. And I'm still working on it. And COVID kind of put a big hiccup in that because Daniel, see, 2019 is when he finished school. And then we joined some groups and our De Department of Developmental Services here in Connecticut anyway, they have something called, you know, vocational programs. So you can either go to a facility or you can use your vocational program uh, resources to hire people to come to you. In Daniel's situation, there really wasn't, we looked at a few places, but we there was nowhere where we could bring him to or send him to that perfectly met all his needs and would allow nursing to go with him and, you know, with provide transportation. So we decided to manage the budget here at home. And I hired two people to come in and do companionship and art projects and, you know, to assist with him, whatever, whatever we needed in terms of our goals were to work with his, you know, computers. And that was going along pretty well. And then COVID hit and I, Right in the beginning, I just said, nobody, nobody's coming in because he's just too medically fragile. We, like a lot of people, kind of, you know, we, we hunkered down and we stayed in our own little, little bubble with just me and John and my three kids for months and months. And eventually I did bring nursing back and then therapy came back. But at that time, my son Thomas was home and he's, you know, you can hire your family members to be this, what they call a PCA, a personal care assistant, through this program. So my son Thomas went through the training and, you know, he would get paid to spend time, you know, entertaining his brother and teaching him things and doing things and helping me and whatever it was that we needed. And I knew it was temporary, but it 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 was nice to see uh, Thomas interacting with his brother more, but now Tom, Thomas is back at school. So I'm actually currently in the process of recruiting for more people to come and provide support for my son. But, you know, in the, in the early days, you know, I'm back to that. It's, it's just so valuable to connect with other people because they need you as much as you need them. And you learn a lot from each other. And maybe you don't agree with how they do things or you do things, but let me tell you something. I, I just, I don't know. I just felt like it was a place where I could just be comfortable where, you know, if you go to a support meeting 
and there's all these other families that have special needs kids. And it, it, you don't feel like you're an outlier. You feel like you're just a part of the fabric, right? And so for me, I always felt like, you know, people were staring at Daniel and it was, you know, because I had to go to a lot of functions with my other kids. We were just always like that odd group, <laughs> me and my kids and my chair and my, you know, all that stuff. But it's very, very important, friends, to seek support if you're able to, if you live in a community that you think might have other people who are in your shoes, you know, do some research. These days, everything's online anyway. I mean, even if it's a, a YouTube, not a YouTube, a um, Facebook group, you know, there, there are so many different ways. Now, remember, my son was born in 1997. So yeah, we didn't even have Facebook in the beginning. <laughs> so it was, uh, I created a Facebook group in 2008 for support. And so that group, and now what 2,500 families and it's still a private group. We try to keep it just for asking questions of each other, supporting each other during hard times, that kind of thing. And it's still valuable even to this day. And I'm so blessed every time I look in there and I see a new young family in there, you know, asking questions. It's, it's just important to have a place to go, even just to vent and to cry and to look for support. And that's that's really what I needed, especially back when the kids were little. Uh, I never really felt like I was as comfortable in social settings where families didn't have a special needs child. I, I always would get emotional and I don't know, I always just felt like I was sort of on the outside and everybody was looking at me and I wasn't really like, People were always super kind, but sometimes you just didn't want super kind. You just wanted to feel like a part of things. And it just was impossible because I, I had so many issues to take care of just to keep him happy, healthy, and, and cared for. So, so anyway, support is important. And you would be amazed at how many groups there are, uh, not just like physical groups, but groups online if you just kind of put yourself out there. And it's also pretty easy, like I did, to create a group and see if you can seek out people who are looking for the same thing you are. This is kind of the reason I'm in the shoes I am on this podcast, because I really feel somewhere deep down in my soul that there is a purpose for me. And it's not just that I am taking care of my own child, it's reaching out to share the story and create a place where maybe somebody else is kind of like having a hard time being a caregiver or just dealing with some adversity of their own. And they just want to listen to somebody else who's also dealing with adversity of their own and just connect. So you don't have to watch a video. You could just listen to the podcast and, and I am going to find a way to answer your questions and maybe get some guests on the podcast, people we can talk to and ask their, ask their expertise or hear their stories. I love to hear other people's stories. So I just want to encourage everyone, if you would like to learn more about uh, the Hasselbergers and about me, I do have a YouTube channel. It's been out there for a long time. Some of the videos are kind of silly. Some of them are just uh, basically 
me expressing myself, uh, expressing the things that bring me joy, showing you a little bit about the daily life that I deal with, you know, some of the things. And I capture moments and sometimes I do more uh, specific videos about specific things relating to my son, but that's out there. I have about 8,400 almost subscribers who are just delightful people. I, I get the best comments and I love them. And I just, I, 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 uh, I really enjoy that, that side of things. And I'm trying to link it to this and link it to my Instagram. And that's Jay Hasselberger. The YouTube channel is Julie Hasselberger. Just look up J-U-L-I-E-H-A-S-S-E-L-B-E-R-G-E-R. And I have links, I think, in the in the descriptions. So what else do I have? I have, oh my God. You know, I'm not a I'm not a technology expert. I am not an influencer or any of those things. And I am still working on a website. I don't have one yet. But uh, I have an Instagram, I have a YouTube channel. I'm on Facebook. Uh, Julie Hasselberger, I think it's under my maiden name, Julie Polk Hasselberger, and you can see me there, and uh, yeah, yeah, let me know if you, if you go to any of my other social media sites and you heard the podcast and that's how you got there, I would really like to know that because it makes me feel good when I know that somebody is connected with us, so that's enough for today, I'm going to come back more and more as I am learning and growing. I, I am so happy about this. I'm so, I'm so glad to be doing this. And it's a experiment in vulnerability. And it's so important to me to be able to share my story. And I, I hope that somebody out there who is having a tough time might realize that, you know what, you're not alone. You know, you're not alone. There are ways to get out of it. Uh, somehow I have made it through the past 23 years. And I have been through a lot of pretty substantial adversity, a lot, a lot of really tough stuff. Um, you know, my relationships, my, my marriage, my financial situation, my own career, you know, my kids, you know, just lots of, lots of stories. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about more stuff as we go, but I am always so grateful for those foundations that provided us with some support and care and uh, you know just just being there for us places like Make-A-Wish, Dream Come True, Western Connecticut, the Win-Win Foundation, the Molly Ann Tango Foundation, the Scotty Fund in Bethel, places like places that really, really made it their mission based on their own story to help families like ours. And boy, I'm just so grateful. And I'm hoping to find more avenues for support because I also need them. Life is challenging, always challenging, but we are growing, learning, and creating new creative avenues for building something special. So. I am here for you. And with that being said, please tune in next time. And I look forward to you know, expanding more and sharing more. And yeah, welcome to the Adapted Life. We'll see you next time. <music>